1: Good morning, Denise. Good morning, Danielle. How, we <laughs> how doing?
0: are you? I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself?
1: Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, i I'm, I'm okay.
0: You're okay. Okay. All right. So today is August 31st, 2017, and we've got another hour of mentoring together. So yes. how are things going for you?
1: Um, going okay i actually um wanted to have a a chat with you at the beginning about something that happened at the weekend um i was um i spent a lot of time out in my garden and um saturday morning i was out there and a goshawk landed in my garden with a pigeon Mm -hmm. um and it kind of um took its head off and usually my dogs were with me now usually when a bird lands in my garden the dogs are straight down there Mm -hmm. to chase it off um and they didn't it was it was like they were sat with me watching it it was quite a way away because i've got quite a long garden Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so uh, that was the first thing which was very unusual because i've never seen a bird of prey in my garden before um so anyway the, the rest of the day i kind of did usual stuff In the evening, I was again in my garden, and my female dog, Avalon, I looked up, and she had caught a dove. So I told her to drop it, and I called her off, and as she came back to me, Spirit, my male dog, rushed in and got it. So I called him off, and then went down the garden, and it was laying on its side, and it looked dead it had teeth marks in its head but I picked it up and its heartbeat was still going Mm. so um, it grabbed my finger and I I kind of thought oh okay so I I went down the garden to try and find a really peaceful place just to sit with it Mm -hmm. and um, I went and sat under some bamboo and I gave it some Reiki and I just thought two things You know, if the universe wants to heal it, that's fine, but otherwise I'll just sit with it until it passes on. Mm -hmm. So I was with it about 20 minutes, and it was just in my lap, but kind of on my hands, and it seemed really peaceful. And then I couldn't feel its heartbeat anymore, so I thought it had passed on. And at that point, um, spirit comes ambling down the garden to look for me, and this bird flew up into the air and landed in a tree.
0: Oh my God, wow.
1: <laughs> and that all happened on one day. And it's like, yeah, I, I I always get birds in my garden, but my dogs always shoot down and chase them off. Yeah. I have never had or watched a hawk. I, I think the pigeon might have been dead when the hawk landed on my garden, but I don't know. But I, it was there a long time taking this bird's head off. Um... And, and then, obviously, in the evening its it's very unusual for my dogs to catch a bird mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well they've never they've never caught one in my garden
0: before <laughs> right so what does your intuition tell you this was all about for you? um
1: I didn't know at the beginning. I just thought, wow, I know this is quite significant um. And then as time has gone on, it's it's like, well, there's a couple of things. On the day after that, on the Sunday, um, I've had a really hard time recently with things that have been going on. And on the Sunday, I spent the whole day in tears and I feel it was triggered. It, It was like what happened with the birds the day before somehow unleashed something
0: that allowed
1: me just to have a day of mourning in myself and as I thought about what's happening it's almost like life was showing me the circle of life and the dove flying off at the end is like rebirth
0: nice nice and when you think of everything you just shared about what you think you know well what it created for you a day of mourning and all that how do you feel now, as you think about everything you said, do you feel peaceful? Does it feel right?
1: Yeah, something, and again, I cannot put my finger on it, but actually, that whole weekend when I got to the Monday, it was like something had really shifted and I felt very different about everything.
0: Okay, nice. But
1: but I was just sharing it with you, because that's my view, but I wondered if you had any thoughts on
0: it. Well, you know, I, I guess my go-to would be, I'd be curious at what a, uh, a dove stands for. If you go online and type in, you know, totem animals and meaning of the dove, that may, you know, as you read through that, that may trigger some, well, this applies to me, that doesn't apply to me, information. Um, there's a gentleman named Steve Farmer who created a book, uh, I forget exactly. Yes. You're familiar with yeah. it. Okay. And you might want to check in there as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think your, the whole cycle of life and the allowing you to have a day of mourning, these guys, these experiences might've just been a catalyst for you to kind of yeah. shift in your own being. And like attracts like, right? So you're needing to shift, and while their experience of shifting attracted mm. each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really amazing. That's really cool. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, as I said, it doesn't, those sorts of things don't usually happen <laughs> to me.
0: So. Nope, un- until they do. <laughs> they don't happen until they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, just embrace it all. It's just information. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Well, what else? Anything else on your mind? If not, we'll dive right in. No, I think I think I'm ready to dive straight in. Okay. So I'm gonna open the pictures I sent you as well. Um. All right. So where do you want to begin? We can go right at the top and go through like usual, or we can jump around. Yeah, I think
1: we'll, um, we'll start with the seal.
0: Okay. So, very short clip. Tell me where you want to stop it. Um,
1: okay. Twelve, uh, twelve minutes.
0: Uh, Twelve minutes, twelve seconds. Okay. So let me do that as well. There we go. Okay. So, um, the title of it is Seal Jumps on Boat to Escape Killer Whales. My suspicions are that's probably accurate to what was going on, though, you know, we always take these things with a grain of salt. <laughs> okay? Right. So, okay. um, go ahead and connect with it at the, the moment that it was on the boat, and I'll listen to your communication as usual and give you feedback when you feel complete.
1: beginning to calm down. It feels like that there was a panic for some uh, some reason. I'm not sure. Um, let me just... I'm so, I'm so sorry, my dogs are howling in the background. I hear that. <laughs> um, someone came to the door, I think.
0: Um,
1: from it is that it was a struggle to get onto the boat and that was making it panic. Actually now it's on the boat I'm I'm getting that feeling of um, curiosity and like it's kind of uh, It it, it it is relaxing quite quickly. It feels, although there's people on the boat, there's a feeling that it feels safe now that it's up there. Um, I, I also keep getting this kind of feeling that, um, it can smell food or, or something on the boat that it's quite interested in. Um, There was a feeling of panic initially when it landed on the boat because of the excitement that was coming from the people Um, and and it was wondering whether it was going to get turfed off the boat uh, and and back into dangerous waters where it didn't want to be at this point. Um, But now it's actually on there. Um, there is a feeling that actually it's quite happy to to be there and and the people are less of a problem than actually um, what was chasing it. Um, I'm not sure I'm not finding this one as easy actually as some of the others we've done at the beginning Um, there's almost a feeling like it is it is it is wanting to be rescued Um, but also it's not sure whether the, the boat and the people are able to actually make it safe. Um, I I think the initial kind of feeling of um, relief of actually getting up onto the boat, um, now it's kind of quite curious as to um, what, what other things does it have to worry about. Stop there, Danielle,
0: because I'm not. I'm kind of going round in circles. I think. Okay, you're doing great. You're doing great. So let me give you some feedback before you start to question yourself too much. So yes, it was a struggle physically, and there was a desperation emotionally from the seal to get on the boat. Once he was on the boat, he shows me instantly relaxed, and I'm like, oh my god, what a relief! Instant relief. I do get a curiosity and a mild wondering if he is safe with the humans on the boat um, but he says that's a lot better to deal with than the teeth <laughs> in the water <laughs> right yeah so he wanted to survive um i'm also sensing up a, a huge feeling of oh my god he was so exhausted by the time he got on the boat it's like he'd been trying to escape this whale or whatever it was this thing with teeth he calls it um for a while so he was plum tuckered out let me see uh yes he sensed the panic from the people initially but it feels like to me anyway it didn't um worry him to the point where it was worth moving away from and back into the water but he did sense it I do smell fish on the boat. That might be what you're smelling through his nose. Um, so right. a smell of food, give yourself credit there. Let me see what else you got here. Yes he did start to settle down and yes there is a this, this once he's been on the boat for a, a little time it feels like him looking around like okay is there anything else here I now have to worry about like what now, what now, what now danger wise do I have to worry about. Although again, it doesn't seem as, he doesn't seem as hyped up about it as he was when he was in the water dealing with the teeth. So you're right. So this is just a quick snapshot in this being's life and what he is dealing with is pretty intense and you're reading it. We're not getting a whole lot of information outside this monumentous event for him. You know, you certainly could ask him other questions about himself, etc. But. This is more of a, an intense event. It is. And so you're feeling the intensity and the sharpness of what's going on for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when we go to moments in time where an animal is in emotional distress or intensity or you know, something that's a really high-peaked energy for them, you may just get bombarded with exactly what you, you sensed. A lot of the same information uh, repeatedly, and if you sit with it long enough, like you did, you start to feel the nuances of. Well, you know what? He's a little bit concerned about danger on the bite boat, but not to the degree of being in the water. Okay, <laughs> you can start to yeah. feel the nuances of. Okay, it's not all pure fear he's feeling. There's other things in there. So you did well. Yeah. Okay. Um, give give yourself yes, credit. And this right here is a great example of when you're talking to a a client's animal, and that dog takes you back to that memory of fear. You know, you ask, "What? What? Why are you afraid of such and such?" Okay, you've got a memory. Tell me what that memory's about. You might get these nuances and the intensity, and it may feel almost like a bit of, "Well, is there more? Is there?" <laughs> you know, almost like incomplete information. But you know what? The animal's sharing with you the. Uh, The high points of what's so real for them. Sometimes at the exclusion of the whole picture.
1: Right, yes.
0: And that's okay, because that's their experience.
1: Uh.
0: Our clients, Uh, our human clients, often like to know the whole shebang, Denise. They want to know the beginning, middle, and end of a story. And sometimes... I, as a communicator, can only give them the intensity of what it is that animal shows me. And then I have to go to the universe to fill in the blanks. Universe, what is this all about? He can't seem to give me anything more beyond his own experience of the intensity of it. Right, yes. Okay. Yeah. So don't look at it as like, oh, I'm not getting more. I'm not pleasing the client. It's enough. And the universe can fill in the blanks. Right okay okay do you yes do you have peace around this for yourself
1: yes yeah okay yeah that makes complete sense what you're saying and and i think it also makes complete sense you know like with the seal it is such a traumatic thing that he's just been through um that actually anything else in his life is a bit irrelevant at this point
0: yes great great way of putting it right And you know, what an opportunity for you as a human to experience this through him. What an opportunity he's given us both, right? Yeah. 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 So it is enough. (laughs) Aww. (laughs) Well done. Well done. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You know, and if you want to practice, you know, jump on YouTube, find videos like this, go to a second where it seems like... The animal's experiencing intensity, and see if you can have peace as a human as you experience or witness that animal's experience. Can you witness it without going to judgment of yourself or judgment of the animal, regardless of how little or much they can give you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. You did great. You really did. All right. Alright, so now back to the the practical stuff that people hire us for.
1: <laughs> oh, Yes.
0: <laughs> ah.
1: Okay, so Very good.
0: So cricket. Um let's see. Everybody's alive except for number five. So for cricket we'll need to go to the universe. Uh, do you want me to read the questions to you or do you want to just read them on your own?
1: Um, I'm I'm happy either way, so
0: Okay, so Cricket, one-year-old female dog, owner's questions. Why does she slink as if scared when she goes out into the backyard to potty? Now I'll tell you, the backyard is um, wooden fenced in, okay, on all sides. Uh, Why does she put herself in bed in the crate around dusk every night? She said the dog does this of her own accord. I try to encourage her to stay out in the evening with us, and she slinks herself into bed. Um, How does she feel about her person, Cindy, and how does she feel about humans in general? Okay.
1: that when she goes outside, there's something to do with, um, uh, picking up like there's a fear of something from above. Um, and I kind of, like something to do with her eyes not being able to or maybe something in the past she wasn't able to discern something Doesn't feel safe when she goes out. Um, and I can't quite get hold of it. I, it's not, I'm, I'm not picking up an emotion like fear, anxiety, or something. Like this, but she is nervous of something. and I can't quite
0: so a fear from above there's truth in this ask the universe by presenting some things that you know are in the sky to the universe to say is she afraid of this is she afraid of this see if that gives you any more info okay
1: Like helicopters or aeroplanes, yes, and noise um,
0: um.
1: Okay, so so there actually that yes, there is anxiety and fear because she doesn't understand that these stay up in the sky, and she doesn't understand what what they are and. And actually, why she's looking up at them, trying to work out um, if they're going to get her in some way, she can't actually look at what she's doing in the yard, um, and, and just wants to get get away. Feel that she has trust issues. Um, her putting herself to bed at night early, when
0: it's dusk, is is to do with not feeling safe. Um, I, I I get the feeling
1: that she really likes her owner, but she doesn't feel. That the owner is able to protect her from these fears that she's got. Although I see that she is happier when she goes into the yard if the owner's with her. I, I think it's like another pair of eyes that can keep an eye on the sky while she's doing what she's got to do. Um, so she doesn't have to be aware of. No, none of this feels right. Um, actually, when the noise of the aeroplane or the helicopter is there, It doesn't matter whether the owner's there or not.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and maybe that's where I'm picking up that the trust hasn't built up enough with the owner. Um, and maybe even if it did, this is like a a deep fear that she's got, um...
0: So ask her or ask the universe the question what's the worst thing she thinks could happen regarding the helicopters and planes?
1: I'm just getting that it's actually it's going to get her it, it's like it's going to fall on top of her
0: yep you're right and I know it sounds so odd and I said the same thing to the owner when I talked to her yesterday she is terrified of the helicopters and the planes and let me tell you out here in Colorado <laughs> uh, and I've actually been to this gal's house she's a friend of mine um, oh big time they're always in the sky she is afraid yeah. it's going to crash on her, get her, chase her, and get her. Yeah. You're right. So <laughs> sometimes you'll hear the oddest fears, but you are right on, okay? So you, you've got this one good. Go ahead to the next part of the, the question. Okay. Okay.
1: I'm I'm kind of picking up that this putting herself to bed at does this is her safe haven. Um it's a place that she likes to be, it's a place that she feels secure in. Um Yeah, I'm just getting a picture. It's like her den or her cave. It, it's somewhere um, when, it, when it, it starts getting dark, that's where she wants to be. I'm also picking up that there's a worry that she might be asked to go out to do a toilet when it is dark Um, and she feels that if she's put herself to bed to sleep that she won't be asked to do that. I think I'm also kind of getting it something to do with the habit. It's like something she's always done and it gives her some stability or security. at um, why she would do that as opposed to be with her owner. I'm I'm kind of getting the feeling that um, the owner's preoccupied in the evenings, maybe cooking, maybe watching TV, maybe not, mm, not as available. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know, Daniel. I'm stopping there.
0: Okay, okay. You're doing great. So, yes, it is a bit of a security security blanket for her to put herself into the crate. For her, it is very habit habitual um, in nature. Uh, part of it, she, the reason why she's doing that, she's got some insecurities about staying out, outside the crate. So, it is about going into the den, going for safety. Um, As far as the owner being unavailable in the evening, Truth Universe, is that accurate? I get yes. She's doing other things around the house, so she can't sit and coddle cricket. So there is that. Um, This dog also does have trust issues. Uh, Trust issues with her environment. Um, You know, the sky outside, etc. But also with people. She does very much enjoy her person, but you're right. She does not feel her person can protect her from the things she's afraid of. Okay. She does prefer it when the owner's in the yard with her, but that doesn't happen very much. Okay. Right, okay. So this dog does experience anxiety and fear at times, and those times are pretty frequent (laughs) in a daily basis. Right. Yes. So you're doing well. You're doing well. Now, if we had included the questions on where all this stems from, you would have gotten information on her history, her background. Okay, that's where it stems from. But I just wanted you to feel it at what's going on present time. Okay? Right. So. Yeah. You got it you got it and okay. well done about the sky and i remember that question what's the what okay you're afraid of this this and this what's the worst thing that can happen what is your worst fear yeah yeah Okay. so with this particular dog i said you were okay you're afraid of helicopters and airplanes i pointed out to her let me explain to you these are flying in the sky independent of your fear independent mm-hmm. of you they kind of could care less that you are in the yard, in the house, whether you're asleep or you know walking around. They don't care. They are in operation transiting people from point A to point B. So I explained the purpose. I let them know they have nothing to do with her, that they are not chasing her as she has come to right. conclude. That's an incorrect conclusion I pointed out. I let right. her know she could actually be at ease out there if she wanted to and that her fear in this case, um is just an inaccurate misunderstanding that she's developed in her mind. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay, regarding the yeah. crate. And I tell you all this because if you encounter something similar, you can say these things to the dog as well. Regarding the yeah. crate, even though your mom is busy, she still would love you to do whatever you want to do. Don't let a habit rule your life. Mm. Okay?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> do do... Do you think, Danielle, when you spoke to Cricket, is it just the fear of planes and helicopters, or has it now become like fear of going out because of the big sky, even if they're not there? I think like agoraphobia.
0: Yeah, she does have a general fear of going out by herself as well. It feels a lot lighter. The moment a helicopter comes into the picture or an airplane, it, it really accentuates. But yeah, yeah, you're right, she does have a, a generic fear of going out by herself, being untethered.
1: Yeah, because I was picking up that, and, like, the agoraphobia, but it didn't feel like proper agoraphobia. I can't quite explain it. Mm-hmm. It's, um...
0: it's her version.
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: hmm yep. Yep. Yeah. So, with a dog like this mentioning, do you see this fence line attached to the house? This ensures that you stay in the yard safely and do not get accidentally separated from your person. Have faith in the fence. Yeah. Okay. My sense is that some of the things that were said yesterday on these exact topics will shift this dog. Because this dog is smart. She gets it, and her fears were not so overwhelmingly intense that she's too far away to really hear uh, new ideas. I get she could hear the new ideas and suggestions, and we'll see what she does with it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, that would be interesting.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Good job. You did good. Alright, so the next one. Tony. He's a 10-year-old living male cat. He lives with two married men and their six other cats. And then the owner's questions. We have invited him upstairs to rejoin us and the other cats, but he prefers to stay downstairs. Why? Is he getting enough human attention considering we don't go down there all the time? How does he feel about the workmen and their noise down there with him? They're renovating the basement to make it a livable space. And how does he feel about us moving our master bedroom eventually downstairs at the conclusion of the renovation? Would he like to sleep in bed with us again at night when that happens?
1: Um, I'm getting the feeling that um Tony is a very um, um not quite sure what the word is really knows is is in charge kind of knows what he wants and um he is not interested in going upstairs and and being with all the others he doesn't particularly like the disruption of what's going on downstairs but he gets some attention from the workman he's quite curious it entertains not even entertains but he likes to keep an eye on what's going on um, I, I kind of feel that there's a part of him that's feeling he doesn't really need to go upstairs, he doesn't need the other cats or, or whatever, but I'm also picking up there's a side of him that actually is quite annoyed with what's happened, and he's almost like, um, he's, he's not going up to be with them, It something like his pride's been hurt in some way or he, he, he wants things to to be back to normal to be back to how he knows this normal and things are very up in the air at the moment um... yeah I see when when the renovation and everything's finished. And things go back to normal. He would be quite happy to be back in the bed again. Um, I I I feel that he's like had a falling out in in some way with with his owners, but they might not be aware of what they've done. Um, and he's very much okay in himself, and like I don't need to kind of quite. Yeah, I can't quite put my finger on the feeling I'm getting from him, but it's um, almost like I'll show them I'm okay, kind of feeling from him. And I think he's lovely. I just feel he's really, young. he's got quite a character.
0: Okay. I'll stop there. All right. So, let's see, you did good. Let me, oh, my cat is sitting on my nose. Okay, so he is not interested in going upstairs. Okay, period, you're right. He is not interested in hanging out with the other cats, period, you're right. (laughs) He knows exactly what he wants and what he does want, and he's pretty content in it. Now, um, something that you didn't mention, he is missing the people. Upstairs. He does wish he could get more TLC, especially from one of them. Um, Okay. He does keep an eye on what's going on downstairs, but I don't really see him interacting with the workers. But yes, he's keeping an eye on, and and he would tell you that. That makes sense. He doesn't have to be with the other cats to be happy. You're right. Um, He gets... um, you got that he gets annoyed, or he's annoyed about what happened. I want you to go back and ask the universe, what do you mean what happened? See if you can get an idea of what that topic's about.
1: feeling that he lost a human that he was close to
0: okay okay so both these guys are still alive but he lost um an aspect of the relationship i could see that ask the universe did it have anything to do with him doing urination outside the box i'm sorry anything to do with him doing urination outside the box.
1: I'm sorry, I still don't really understand, Daniel.
0: Okay. Does this this what happened have anything to do with him urinating outside the oh, box? I'm so sorry, <laughs> urinating.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I'm getting a yes. Um, And I'm getting that um, things were getting uh, quite smelly because of it.
0: Yes, good. So, to fill you in, the, what happened was he, all of a sudden, never had done it before. They've had him most of his life. He started urinating on a particular chair in the living room. Okay. And so, they got to the point where they had to throw out the chair. They bought new furniture, and they decided to protect the new furniture that were going to put him in the basement. So, they did that for a time, and then we talked with him as a group. And then they decided after the talk, well, let's bring him back upstairs. So they opened the basement door and he has chosen not to come back up.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Now knowing that, go back to the universe and ask the universe, anything else you want me to know from Tony's perspective?
1: Um, can I can I just ask Daniel? So this feeling that I've got that he's really annoyed about mm-hmm. something. Yep. Uh, this this probably is all connected.
0: Yes, it is. And I'm just filling in the blanks for you. Everything you got is right is right on. Um, I didn't think it was necessary to share the original reason why you went downstairs, but apparently it is to kind of fill in the gaps for you. But everything you're getting is right. Yep.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm I'm actually still getting drawn to the fact that he is really annoyed, and I think it might be linked to what you told me earlier mm-hmm. that um, he is missing being with his people, and I, I think that me feeling that there was something to do with his pride getting in the way, it it's like he really wants. To, his people to come down and uh, almost show him that he's forgiven, um, that they still love him. Okay, okay. Uh, Rather than him going up to them and having to um, compete with the other cats that are up there, he, he wants
0: to be shown that he's special. Okay, so you're right in that he did, I talked with him again yesterday, indeed he wants his people very much to come visit with him, to hang out with him, to give him TLC, he's feeling a little lonely regarding the people, not the other cats, okay? Yeah. So there's that. You're right, he does not want to compete with the other cats. Ask the universe, um, what is his worst concern or worst fear about competing with the other cats? What's the worst thing that he thinks could happen?
1: I'm just getting this feeling that <clears throat> it's um, almost like he'd just blend in and disappear.
0: Mm, um, okay, let me, let me check on that, actually. So, Universe, please, is one of Tony's fears worst thing that could happen? That he would blend in and disappear from his people's view? Um, I get yes, actually, and I had not sensed that at all on the talk with him. But yes, there is truth to that.
1: I, I think it's something to do with his identity and also his position. I think he feels that he he's 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 different. He stands apart from the other cats, and if he spends a lot of time with them, they're. I also kind of hear that there could be fights, yes. um, there could be, it, 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 he doesn't really want to have to be battling for his position, and I think that's where him feeling he might disappear as
0: uh, as who he is. Okay, okay. So look at the hierarchy, I'll tell you there's seven cats in the household, he's one of them, where on the total polar hierarchy is he?
1: I feel that he he is feeling that he's completely apart from them and he's top top cat.
0: Okay, so I heard from him the opposite. He did feel apart from them. That part is true. But he felt like low man on totem pole. Oh, that's interesting. hmm And he did not want to do competition with the other cats because he was concerned about them attacking him. There's your fights. Yeah. Okay. And that he didn't think he could physically compete with them. How no. the universe give you the feeling of the strength or, their, or lack thereof in his body these days?
1: Uh, No, I I did pick that up earlier, and he he definitely doesn't feel as strong as he used to.
0: Correct. And that's very much a part of the reason why he's insecure, feels uncomfortable, going upstairs. I'm not in my prime anymore, is what he said to me. I can't hold my own. It's a lot of effort to try to hold my hierarchical space and this cat happens to live with a lot of young adult two three-year-old cats
1: Ah, okay
0: yeah Mm -hmm. okay good 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 and yes he does want his people's uh to move downstairs in the master bedroom he would like that very much (laughs) right yeah good 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 all right so um of the last three choices, which are you most drawn to, since we'll probably only get to one of them?
1: Okay. Um, I think we'll go to Gracie.
0: Okay. So three-year-old female Yorkie, I'll tell you that Zaylee the other Yorkie in the house, is also a three-year-old female, so it's this wife husband and these two dogs are the only occupants in the home. Gracie attacks Zaley regularly but only when I, Christy, am home. It does not happen with my husband. Why does she do this? Is Zaley doing anything to encourage this? How does she feel about Zaley in general? How does she feel about the fact that if this behavior does not stop I will have to rehome her? Is she open to being friendly with Zaley and stop attacking her? And then just in general, is Gracie balanced as a dog? And if not, what does she need to help her be more balanced?
1: Picking up from Gracie is that the feeling that's there is that actually she she gets quite jealous. Uh, there's a feeling of she really would be much better as a as a one in a, as a one dog household. Um, a feeling of her being very unsure of herself um and just very jealous if, if um uh, sorry what's the name of the other one Zayla. zaley Zaylee. um if sale is getting attention or um trying to step out of line in any way like <clears throat> then a Gra- gracie feels that she has to step in and put her in her place um and let her know um I don't. I, I'm really feeling that Gracie isn't a very balanced dog. Um, that there's something. But there's almost a feeling from her that she. herself as a dog. Um, I don't think she would be upset to not have the other dog around. I think that her main priority actually is to be with her humans. I, I feel she's quite territorial. Um, I, I actually I had a picture of her kind of barking quite a lot, and um, and, and actually being quite ferocious. Um, I just feel that she doesn't have any real concept of her size, of her of her being a canine. And um, I'm going to stop there because I'm not picking up, I, I don't know why, but I feel this week I haven't flowed as much as I flowed last week.
0: Oh, that's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Every day, you and I are new people and our wiring is slightly different than it was last week or even the day before. So we are just going to be open to how we receive today. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, you've got a lot of good information here, okay? I want you to explore a couple of things. You're doing great, so I, I want you to know you're, you're right on, okay? Going back to Gracie being balanced, what does she need in order to help her be more balanced?
1: Okay. Oh, I'm hearing that she needs a job to do. She she needs. She needs more structure, more boundaries, more being shown. That she is important and loved and what is expected of her.
0: Okay. Can you get a sense of how much time does this dog spend inside the house versus outside on walks?
1: Well, I get a picture that she prefers to be carried. Um, I don't think she... I think she just wants to be constantly with her humans, so actually, walking doesn't come high on her list. Okay. Um, yeah, um, ex- having more exercise would definitely help um, yes, in it this would. situation.
0: Yes, it would. Good job. And you're right. Gracie doesn't have that much of an interest in walking. And I'll tell you, neither do her people. And I pointed that out to all of them. I said, listen, I said, you know, she's a young adult dog. She's got a lot of, um, she guards you. I said to the, the owner, Christy, she guards you like a bone, like a dog guarding a bone. This is unbalanced because it's possessiveness to the nth t. I mean it's way yeah. extreme. This is not balanced. You know, her loving you. This isn't love. This, is, I mean, yes, she has yeah. love for you, but being possessive of you, wanting to be with you out of necessity, out of desperation, out of need, yeah. out of I own you. Get away, Xaeli. I own mom. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Yeah, I, actually,
1: thank you, because it, it, that was the word. I, I, I was saying jealousy, but it was possessiveness, I think, I was picking up
0: on. Okay, and I will tell you, that this dog is jealous. Yes, she doesn't want, she's jealous of and She doesn't want Mom to give Xaeli any attention at all. Okay, no. so there, there is that too, but the degree of the intensity of it is possessive. Oh my God, If I, if this dog was yeah. a human... This wouldn't fly. Yeah. 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 Now, just for kicks, I want you to ask the universe um, how Christy, the human, feels uh, about Gracie possessing her.
1: I'm getting two things, I'm getting at times she finds it too much, but on the other hand she would really miss it if she wasn't, so, um, it's like a push me pull you, it's like she doesn't want it to be like that, but she does, it's like,
0: This is all correct. She would very much miss Gracie and is heartbroken over this whole situation. She really doesn't want to agree home, Gracie, but her husband is kind of foic- forcing her into that. This isn't working anymore. This woman has been dealing with these dog attacks ever since she brought Zelie into the home with Gracie. So that's years, right. years. And I talked with them a year and a half ago. Same issue as I talked with them two days ago. Same exact issue. I said, listen, Gracie wants to be only dog. She would be very happy having a one-on-one relationship with a person. Yeah. Okay. I said, so she really is not open to letting Zaylee, you know, hang around in a way where she, Gracie, is neutral towards her. That's not going to, that doesn't work for this dog. No. I said, you know, getting Gracie exercised will help her, you know, kind of take off the edge towards Zaylee. but I don't get it's going to cure the situation. No. So another really intense sort of thing. Actually, everything was all about intensity today, and that wasn't the plan. <laughs> but um, apparently, it's yeah. what, what you needed. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. You did great. Very good. Nice job. How do you feel?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, good. I've enjoyed it.
0: (laughs) Good. And part of the reason why it may felt like it didn't flow today is because we were stretching you, Denise. Oh. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sometimes when we get stretched beyond what we've experienced before, it seems a little, like, um, awkward, a little jagged, a little less smooth, because, well, hey, we we haven't necessarily experienced that, that, that repetitively. But next time you experience something really intense for an animal or for an animal and owner, you'd be like, oh, I've felt intensity before. I recognize this now. Yeah. Without having to explore it nearly as much as we took it, you know, bite by bite by bite. We we did it piece by piece here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes it's really just about exposure to the new things, and then it's like, okay, I'll recognize that. Because you do. You recognize it again next time it comes into play, and it's more smooth to deal with. So, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we are set for today, Denise. Well done. Did you want to schedule? Actually, we are scheduled for September 7th, so I've got you down for that.
1: That is lovely, Danielle. Thank you very much. Okay.
0: You have a great week.
1: And you as well. Thank you. See you next week. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.